Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, Skybound's Energon Universe comic reprints continue to print money. There's more guest announcements for TFCon LA, and we get a tidbit of info on Keegan-Michael Key's Bumblebee voice in Transformers 1 coming next year. Today is Friday, December 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 369 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that can't wait to try out a new karaoke song at this year's Christmas party. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And Diet Coke fan Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Oh, I thought it was muted. <laughs> Hi, everybody. That was a wet one. <laughs> Let's talk Transformers. Uh. As always... We start the show by thanking our Donatrons, those lovely people who support us on on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and support the show. We really appreciate it. And thank you for letting us continue to do this week to week. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. And that's where you can sign up. Uh, of course, uh, one of the perks of being a Donatron is you get access to all our bonus content on our Patreon page. It's part of which is our bonus show. We like big bots. There's 10 episodes of we like big bots already available. And now this week, wonder of wonders episode 11 is out and it's already there right now for you to watch. So take it out. Daryl and Dr. Pants finally found each other in this wide world. They were able to record again. They sat down. They did it. They couldn't do it in person when they were actually in person earlier this year. They met up in person. They didn't record a Big Bots then, but they finally did now. So, but Didn't you meet up in person twice? Because once at TFCon and once you were near him. Yes. Right? That's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's- he uh, he came to Canada, right? So, uh, and then... Uh- yeah, we uh, we were going to talk about doing it there, and <clears throat> and then I was in Pennsylvania for work, and and met up with him uh, on the drive uh, on the drive home, I think it was, and then uh, yeah, uh, it just uh, just didn't work out. So yeah, you know, it's just what are you going to do, right? But it did work out now, so it's there. <laughs> it is done. So uh, yeah, check out the latest episode of We Like Big Bots featuring. The biggest bad in the Transformers universe, Megatron. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we decided we were going to go a little crazy with the, the start of season two. We are officially calling it season two now. It's just, you know, it's been long enough. So, you know, this is prestige. This is prestige uh, content. So, you know, it's been long enough. Uh, and uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, we thought we'd go a little crazy and we went uh, we went nuts with talking about Megatron and it was fun. We had a good time. Awesome. And uh, for everyone who is not on the Donatron, not a Patreon uh, on our Patreon. uh, And you were curious, if you're curious about, we like big bots, we've been talking about it uh, for a long time. 
you're going to get a special bonus uh, for Christmas week. So next week, we won't have a regular transmissions show for the toy show. We're going to show you one of our We Like Big Bots episodes. So you can check out what Daryl and Dr. Pants uh, do for that show and see if you like it. And maybe that will encourage you to check out uh, the Patreon. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. All right. Of course, uh, we still have our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. And the side story, The Rustford Files, is continuing on. So episode seven of The Rustford Files, Brave New Junk is uh, up right now. So you can get that at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Uh, and there will be a few more episodes of the Rustford files before we switch back to season three of empire of rust. So uh, continue to listen to that. And uh, yeah, of course it's the same players, different characters uh, for the side story. Uh, and it's very fun. It's got we've got a new uh, game master with Matt, who is uh, usually the plays the character of Magnum and Pythagoras in regular Empire of Rust, but uh, now he's running the show. And Mike, uh, who is usually the game master, is now a character uh, playing. Uh, I believe it's Latins is the character's name. So uh, you can check that out. And we've still got our exclusive Skybound Transformers number one comic featuring the artwork of EJ Sue on the cover. Uh, you can buy that at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. Uh, and yeah, you can order that directly from there and we will ship it directly to you. And if you are looking to buy any labels from toyhacks.com, use our code Santa Prime for 15% off your order at Toyhacks. And, uh, yeah, if you get, if you want to get any labels, just use that code. Everything you buy will be 15% off. You can use it multiple times, as many times as you like. Uh, it will work, uh, I believe up until December 31st. So you can even use it after Christmas, uh, if you still want to get some labels. So take advantage of that. Okay, uh, let's get into the show and start off with some comics news. All right, uh, Skybound is continuing uh, with the craziness of its uh, multiple printings of Energon Universe comics. Void Rivals number one is getting a sixth printing, a sixth printing, uh, and that will be art by Dylan Burnett. Void Rivals number six is getting a second printing, and that will have art by Jason Howard. And Transformers one through three are getting uh, multiple additional printings now. Transformers number one is getting a fourth printing with Clayton art by Clayton Henry on the cover. Transformers number two is getting a third printing with uh, art by Jared, Gerald Peril and Frederick Pham Chong. And I believe this is looks like this is a connecting cover for the third printing. And uh, Transformers number three is getting two second printing variants, one by Jason or, or both by Jason Howard. So, um, yeah. So, when is. So I was ahead. wondering, uh, has this surpassed the Dreamwave like. The you know when it's number one went so big and like had been the most like the um I guess most sold yeah. Transformers comic ever. 
I believe it has. I believe I believe its first uh, print run did that because, like the the Dreamwave comic back in the day, in two, what was that two thousand two? It was like in around like what one hundred and fifty thousand copies or something like that. I believe that's like that's the number that was quoted for the original orders for Transformers comics. And if they're continuing to make all these additional printings, that means they're selling out. So, I mean, I, I think at the retailer level, I mean, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like, yeah, this- I, I, I know there's a discussion that's been going on and that um, this Transformers number one may in fact be the biggest selling book of 2023. Wow. Wow. And it's only mm-hmm. been, you know, the last few months of the year. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of insane. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been really well, well received. It didn't hurt that the thing had, you know, 35 variant covers, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um but uh yeah, it's uh, it's been ridiculous how well Transformers number 1 has done, right? Like the regular retail cover is just uh like it had 156,000 orders, right? Which uh right there beats 99% of every comic that comes out in that particular week. So that j- likely put it at number one for its, its release day. Right. And then it just mm-hmm. continues to sell in, you know, over and over again. And, and none of that includes any of the variant covers that were, were uh, sold as well. Right. So like that's, yeah. it's just, it's ridiculous how well this, uh, this book has sold. Um, and, uh, yeah, like nuts, absolutely nuts how well this is done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think, uh, what, uh, what comes next for this. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there in the collecting world that, uh, really like multiple printings now because, uh, the mindset is, is that for every additional printing, they print less and less and less of them. So, so they're more rare. So yeah, like Void Rivals Rivals for a sixth printing is, you know, I don't know how many they're printing of them, but like this should be very few of these. So there's it's a it's a cover with a very very low print run, so they think it's a very rare uh collectible. But the first appearance in these books is it's been done, right? Like I mean the first printing is the sought after one. And then, and then you've got the multiple iterations of printings, bef- you know, that proceed it to get to the sixth one, but they want the, they want the low print count is what they're after. Right. For with a six printing. Um, so yeah, that's there, you know, the new, the new age of, tri- of comic collecting is, is this multiple printings are, are sought after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine going for a sixth printing of any of anything like i don't i don't need the i don't need the sixth printing of a of a comic if i if i wanted to get that comic yeah but. i do however like these second printings that are character focused you know you got them on the screen right yeah. you know if i were you know thinking about it and knew that this was happening i'd actually be chasing these because that's kind mm-hmm. of have you know in your collection oh you've got these multiple printings yeah but they're they're different. They're each cover focuses on a different character. So. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to get them just to kind of display them or something, having like a wall of 
that it would be really cool. Oh yeah, it'd be very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, or the um the the five faces of darkness void rivals mm-hmm. one with all the five uh Quintesson covers. Yeah. So. All right, uh ne- last little bit of uh, of comics news. Uh, we do have solicitations from Skybound for March of 2024. Uh so we've got two comics coming out in March of 2024, Transformers number 6 and Void Rivals number 7. Uh, so, uh, you know, I won't mention any story details there, but, uh, you can imagine, you know, Transformers number six is going to be the end of its first arc and Void Robbles number seven is a start of the second arc. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that in March and, uh, that's all the comics news. So let's move on to media news. All right. So we've got a, uh, um, a new mouse pad. Um, and this is from Icon Heroes. And this is a, they're calling it the Transformers Where Brooklyn At gaming mouse pad. Um, it's a big mouse pad, I guess. That's the difference. Yeah. Enormous. Um, and uh, it's their uh, officially licensed Transformers merchandise featuring Optimus and Megatron. The, uh, it's a, it's, they're taking orders for, uh, this. It's 38 bucks. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It looks, uh, looks all like graffitied. And then you've got, uh, some graffiti art of Optimus and Megatron. Um, yeah, looks neat. I mean, honestly, I would consider getting it for my desk just simply because my desk is glass. Uh, and, uh, Using an optical mouse on a glass desk doesn't work, so you have to have a mouse pad. <laughs> my my mouse pad, I have one of these desk mats. Um, not, it's just a plain gray, but yeah, it's where my keyboard and everything is on it, and it's it's nice because I like when I'm recording and I have a drink and I set it down, it kind of muffles the noise. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a nice surface just to kind of have my mouse on that. The mouse pad that I've been using for years is a Monster Cables mouse pad. It says the need for speed. And uh, this is what I've been using for a very long time, like 20 years. Uh, Gold-plated <laughs> mouse pad, like their cables? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a uh, – yeah, I can't remember. I got this probably in a uh, like a, a swag bag or something like that when I attended a, an electronics convention years ago. But yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. Uh, so I've just kept using it because I'm not buying a mouse pad. Ridiculous. But I may buy this one if I can I mean, see it. And $30 is about the price for a, a mouse pad of the size that we see in the picture here that, you know, it, it looks... This like, thing's huge. Yeah. Like it massive. looks like two and a half feet long. Yeah. They, the story doesn't tell us the, uh, the size of this thing, but uh, the thing is massive. I mean, so, it looks like it covers a whole desk, so it's, yeah. It says 38 bucks, but I, I just went and clicked on the, the thing, and it's it says, uh, you know, it, it says it's $52 now. So Canadian uh, exchange rate? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's noticed where I'm coming from, but uh, it is. Yeah. it says the size here is 36 by 18 oh, or... Feet. 91.4 centimeters by 45.7 centimeters. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It's for, a big, it's uh, a I big think, surface. I think that's the Canadian price arrow. Cause I'm seeing yeah. 38. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Just clicked on their rest of their, they have other ones too. Like that's just the, uh, that's just the one where that they're talking about here. There's a bunch of other ones on their website. If you don't want to use that Optimus and Megatron one, they have a bunch of other ones. Some uh, box art from Combiner Wars. Uh, they have G1 box, G1 box art. They're all the same price. I mean, mm. if you were going to get one, I would get one of the G1 box art. I mean, yeah. Come on. I mean, really? <laughs> oh, lots of, cool. lots of different characters focused here. Yeah, man. Like there's some really good ones on here. Power Master Optimus Prime. That's oh, that, that. oh, these are these Fact are all blaster. Yeah, please, yeah, these please are excuse all... us while we all browse their site. Yeah, about podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's lots to choose from on here. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of uh, Marcelo Mater art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's all licensed, so it's it's you know made with the uh, permission of Hasbro. But uh, yeah, it's it's odd to have Mar- Marcello's uh, art on here. They still have some of the uh, convention exclusives that they've had in previous years. Okay, cool. Right on. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, if you're interested in getting a ginormous mouse pad uh, f- for gaming, uh, or or if you have a glass desk, then this would might be something for you. Uh, up next. We are talking about uh, one of my probably I'm going to go and say this is my favorite song from Transformers, the 86 movie. Um, (coughs) This is the uh, karaoke version, though, of Instruments of Destruction by NRG. And uh, so it's uh, yeah, if you wanted to sing along with Instruments of uh, of Destruction or yeah, that instruments of destruction. Then uh, you've got yourself a uh, a karaoke version here, and uh, I think we all know the words. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not playing we can't the play. sound because we don't want to get yeah. a copyright strike on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> instruments of destruction. I can't. I can't hit those high notes anymore. That's 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 far enough away that YouTube will not recognize that as, as a song, no. as the real song. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Up next, we are going to uh, go to Hollywood, and this is a Collider uh, interview with uh, uh, Keenan, Keegan-Michael Key, and uh, where he discusses his uh, interview or his, his uh, time to, uh, in uh, doing the voice of Bumblebee for Transformers 1. Now, this is just a clip from an interview that he's doing uh, press for Migration. This is the new animated movie he's uh, he's in with Aquafina, and that is uh, who he's sitting with in the interview. But uh, So they talk about doing a couple different uh, projects, uh, and, uh, and then uh, the interviewer asks him about uh, Transformers 1 and being the voice of Bumblebee. And uh, are we going to play a bit of this, Jeremy? Yeah, we're just going to play that Bumblebee part. All right, go ahead. The the, the transfer. Um, playing Bumblebee. I, it's funny. Not a lot of affectation to my voice. The director of of this wanted really just wanted. He goes, I really want your voice. I just want Keegan's voice. So it's kind of Keegan as Bumblebee. And uh, 
you'll, you'll, you'll see. It's interesting. It's not. It's unlike this where I'm working in a dialect or I'm doing something with like Super Mario Brothers where I'm really trying to disguise my voice. This one is. I'm, I'm bringing a lot of me to it. Right on. So, um, we know from him doing uh, the voice in Super Mario Brothers that he can actually pre- be a pretty good voice actor. He can he can change his voice up mm-hmm. fairly well. Um, <clears throat> something that's a bit was, of a pet. Uh, I was I was hoping for the um, Barack Obama anger translator from uh, Key and Peele. <sighs> that that would be a good voice for Bumblebee. He could be the Orion Pax anger translator. <laughs> right. I don't know that skit. I'd have to, I'll have to watch that one. Um, but, uh, the, um, uh, the one of my pet peeves with, uh, with big budget animated movies is when they bring in these actors and we, they just let them talk in their normal voice. And that drives me nuts. And to hear him say that the, the director just said, we just want to hear, you know, your, your normal voice that, kind of sticks in my craw. Uh, I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to hear Keegan, Michael key. I want to hear a bumblebee voice. So give me a bumblebee voice. I don't want to notice. I don't want to hear the voices coming out of the characters and say, Oh, that's Keegan, Michael key. That's Scarlett Johansson. That's, you know, Chris Hemsworth. That's, you know, you know, all the other characters. I mean, right. No one really wants an Australian sounding Orion Pax. He, I don't think he's going to, yeah. right. I think he's going to do an American accent. Um, but the, uh, the fact is, is that it just, that's something that drives me nuts, yeah. uh, is, is being able to p- pick out the, uh, the character, uh, like the, the voice actors when I can hear them. And, and frankly, in, in Super Mario Brothers, I had no idea who he was doing. It was, it was done very, very well. Yeah, um, so totally you know, he can do it. Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, going back to the 86 Transformers movie, right. Um, knowing it, knowing what I know now, I still can't hear Leonard Nimoy in Galvatron. Like Mm. I'm still knowing Leonard Nimoy, you know, who he was and the character that he portrayed in Transformers, the movie and you know, talking as Spock and whatever and doing all the other stuff he did. I still can't hear Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, right? I still, I, I, so either, either I've been brainwashed to only hear Galvatron when I, when I'm watching that movie, right? I can hear nothing but unsolved mysteries when I hear Ultra Magnus. Like that's (laughs) like, I mean, he's doing more of his own voice. it's, It's just his own voice, right? Which, Granted, it's an amazing voice, right? But there is no way he was hiding that, right? I mean, when when I read Ultra Magnus, I hear Unsolved Mysteries. You, it's, just, it's nuts, <laughs> right? Like it's crazy. Um, but but, uh, but like Eric Idle as Rekgar, I mean, I don't really hear Eric Idle. I don't hear I, Eric Idle either, right? I don't hear any of that, mm. right? So there's there are voice there are actors there are big name actors who can come in to do voice work and can really do a good job of it right now you, we say that and you have you know um you have Judd Nelson which I was not a fan of Judd Nelson in the 80s right he was big but you know 
I, you know, we, he's made appearances and had done movies now and, and, and I still don't hear hot rod, but again, he's older now and I can't, I, I can't hear it, but I really need to watch the breakfast club and stuff like that. I've never honestly seen that. They've always just been like girl movies to me and I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I've never been interested and they've always just kind of passed me by. Maybe anyway, a nice movie to watch with your daughter this break maybe it won't be (laughs) (laughs) i did i did watch the breakfast club just recently a couple months ago and you can't it's judd nelson's voice does not sound like hot rod and you don't you don't hear it okay all right so i mean maybe he's got the ability to do it too right yeah i mean i you know and daryl i think this it depends. I think it depends on the actor, depends on the voice, depends on it depends also on their delivery. Like you can do it in your regular voice, but if you deliver it in a different way, it, it can, you know, it can have the right impact. I mean, Dan right. Gilvezan, uh, you, you, when you talk to him in person and when you hear Spider-Man and his amazing friends and Bumblebee, that's just just Dan Gilvezan. That's not just his, the same voice. That's, yeah, it's not it's not any different. But it's still good. That both of those roles are are good. They're and they're di- they're distinct roles that he does. Um, to to go to your point though, uh, Casey Kasem as Cliff Jumper, you can't hear Casey Kasem in Cliff Jumper at all. He's he he. That's a completely different voice and affect mm-hmm. from you know the top forty uh, D you know DJ. Uh, and all same with Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Like Shaggy on Scooby Doo, very unique. Has, does yeah. not sound anything like Casey Kasem's regular voice. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know we'll 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 see when it comes out next year. But um, I, yeah. I think I mean I I, I can see like Keegan Michael Key having his normal voice, but have it putting you know some some heft behind it to. Because I mean, he is—he's a giant robot. He's not—you know—he's not just some dude not off the street. So giant, so. Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm—I'm I'm hoping for it. I—I I am a little worried about some of the other actors as well, just yeah. because they don't normally do a lot of voice work, right? Yeah. I know yeah. Scarlett Johansson did an entire movie where she was a voice, but it was her voice, right? Yeah. You know, and it was a good movie. That movie, her, I think it was. It was yeah. just called her. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. But it was just her voice. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, but I'm I'm very curious to see what what happens with some of these voices, because they're huge name actors. But I really don't want to go into this movie and notice and have them have yeah. be pulled out of it because of it. Right. Uh, you know, we can use Mario Brothers as an example. Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is a. He's he's a great actor. It's funny, but he doesn't seem to be able to to change his voice when he's voice acting. It's the same voice for everything he does, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and you get used to that because that Mario movie made a billion dollars. So <laughs> you're going to hear Chris Pratt as a lot as Mario in a lot of future yeah. movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, another um, just recently with uh, with Transformers Earth Spark. You had uh, Danny Pudi as Bumblebee in that show, doing mm-hmm. just his regular voice because that you know that's clearly Abed. If you listen to if you if you watch uh, Earthspark and right. you watch Community, you can hear Abed in Bumblebee pretty clearly. But I but I think he still does a good job. Um, although with um, Optimus Prime and um, Dan, uh, Alan Tudyk, I don't hear Alan Tudyk at all. No, in, uh, in Alan Tudyk's very time. good. 
Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, I think Bumblebee, it, it helps because Bumblebee is not a main character in that show. He's more of like, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a secondary character, right? He helps push the story along, but he is definitely not the main character on that show. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there are some big name actors that can come in. And I mean, Danny Pudi, yeah, he's sure he's big and he's big enough, right? But, you know, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that I think is definitely doing a little bit more voice work. Um, but yeah, anyway, I digress. This has gone on far enough, I think, but it's, it's one of those things that I think, uh, we're going to find out when the, we start seeing trailers and stuff like that, or, or, or some of the other actors start talking about their voices, uh, for the movie. Um, but I'm very curious to see what they do. Um, and I, I'm dying to see a trailer, uh, for this movie. Yeah. Really? You think maybe well, it'll be a Super Bowl trailer? Super Bowl is like when's the movie coming out? Is it June? October. Oh, then no way. Yeah, no way. That's too too far off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we'll see one. Super Bowl would be good, but that's a that's a that's really far away. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, close out uh, media news with one last thing, and that is, um, if you were on we're gonna, social we're gonna media, we're going to go off on a downer note. <laughs> if if we're uh, if we were on social media at all this week, then you probably heard um, that uh, there are going to be some layoffs over at Hasbro. Uh, they are looking to cut uh, about twenty uh, percent of their workforce uh, over the next uh, year, uh, sometime in twenty twenty four. They never really posted any kind of uh, date. Um, which is always kind of great if you work for Hasbro. Um, this is, uh, this is coming out of the, uh, the Rhode Island office. So, um, the fact that that office has got that many people is crazy. Well, it's the Providence office. Well, they're, they're closing their Providence office and moving everyone to Pawtucket, but the layoffs are worldwide. Oh, Okay. Right. I did. I did know. We did know that they were closing that office. Uh, so, yeah, um, I did hear something about uh, the um, the the a lot of the people affected might be in the Dungeons and Dragons sector. I mean, the show, the layoffs that are the article that you're showing is saying that it's uh, it's because of weak toy sales, which have been uh, happening a lot in the last number of years toy sales have been declining for a long time because of video games um but uh uh this article also says about 900 employees uh now we had heard or i had read that it was going to be about 1100 that's what i so heard too. a discrepancy of about 200 people which is you know it's a pretty I, big I number i think the article does the, the like in the article it says 900 to 1100 so they're, they're oh, okay they're hedging hedging their their estimates there gotcha okay well the, yeah, the total layoffs are going to be 1900 and i think that includes the ones that they did at the beginning of 2023 right um yeah i mean this sucks for uh, the for the people that work at Hasbro, uh, especially in those offices that are affected. Um, I mean, weren't we hearing that the Hasbro office was going to move to the West Coast anyway, eventually? I haven't heard that. That was years yeah. ago that we heard that. So, well, I think um, that was partially related to the whole movie stuff 
but now they've sold off E1. Right. So maybe that piece moved. Everyone that, when we see any Transformers stuff, they're all in Rhode Island. Yeah. 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 Um, what, uh, what do you guys think, uh, um, is, is, I mean, what could be, um, something that could, could help turn this around? I mean, it's, if it is toy sales, right? Like we've seen it and we've commented it on, on it a lot that the toy pricing has gotten out of control and they have, they have gone almost to the point where it's almost multiple um, toy increases or price increases a year, right? If not, at least once a year, they go up, right? Um, to It's almost like right now, I think it's um, like deluxes are the price of what leader class were when I first got back into the hobby, right? Like, they're it's way so way too expensive and yeah it's you can say inflation and all this other stuff and and all that kind of thing but you know none of our paychecks have gone up that much and so i mean what what do you guys think is, is you know something here that might might be able to help you know i mean price definitely goes it plays a big role but also distribution i mean on the collector side, how many of us have been looking for figures and we just never find it? But then, like, you will be finding it all over the place in Canada. Yeah. You know, or the other way around, or just someone on the West Coast might see it and it never makes it to the East Coast. I think that they really need to figure out their distribution a little bit better. And I, I think they're moving back to the, you know, some of the figures are going to have the uh, window boxes with plastic in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's, I, I think going to the, the totally concealed boxes hurt them. And then just the open mm-hmm. windows. Also, you had so much like damage. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a new world. Kids aren't really playing with toys the same way as they used to. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, and I think it's still the case. I mean, I, I think it's still the case, or well, I haven't seen, re- but I mean, pr- in the past, they've always said that the collector market is a is a tiny fraction compared to the you know the regular kids market who the the kids who actually buy and play with toys, like the well parents buy and play the toy and have their kids play with the toys. So, I think. If we any solutions focused on the collector market are probably not going to fix the issue. It's got to be they've got to figure out a way to get kids interested more in toys than they have been. I yep. mean, and I and I, I don't I don't know if there are any good answers for that in I mean, the in the days of everyone having a smartphone. Well, I mean, one thing like I haven't seen much kids TV outside of things on like you know, Netflix or streaming where there's no commercials, but my kid will just sit there and watch YouTube on Nerf for hours. Mm. And these are, these are just regular YouTubers that have a, a Nerf channel. What, you know, Hasbro needs to start working with 
the people that are creating content where the kids are watching and advertise and maybe sponsor, do more sponsorship or just, I don't know. I don't know the last time I saw a Transformers commercial when I was watching something that had commercials like Earthspark or something like that. I haven't seen toy com- like a Transformers toy commercial in a long time, and you need to advertise, do promotions where the kids are watching, so they will bug their parents to buy whatever toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about lessening the amount of figures released? So, if we were talking about Transformers, because that's what the show's about, we're looking at a line of. 12 figures, if they reduced it to eight, then, you know, you should be able to, you know, save by a third, right? So, you know, your budget should be able to be reduced. Um, You can do more intricate designs and spread out releasing put more emphasis on distribution because i know people here in north america were furious when they found out that ireland was getting truckfuls of cosmos and they were just (laughs) shelf forming because everyone bought theirs and they just sat there on the shelves and why did ireland get cosmos who knows nobody knows but they got a bunch of them but you know, if all the lines that that Hasbro does, and I mean, look at we're 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 not business people here. You know, Charles is the closest; he's got a doctorate. Um, so, <laughs> and, and that doctorate is has no no relevance towards economics or business. It's I mean, it's good. You you got you got some skills, um, but you know, you've got uh, you. So we really don't know what we're talking about, but if you're trying to save money, instead of, you know, putting out more shit, maybe reduce the amount of crap you put on the, on the, out in the world and, uh, and, and, you know, put out some better stuff, but less is more kind of thing. Right. Like, do we really need all those soap bottle things? Like those are garbage. You know, a lot of like, those are just licensing deals, though. So that's just money coming into Hasbro. I, I mean, know. again, I, I I think this is uh this is the Daryl. That's that's the that's the collector in you thinking. I think you have to think of the ma- the mass market, like those really cheap uh, Transformers figures that you get in the dollar store. Those are those are for kids. Those are for you know for you know a parent who's like who can't really afford to get a super expensive toy. You see that in the mm-hmm. in the in the dollar store, you're going to pick that up for your kid. Yeah, uh, and that'll that'll be some kid's first transformer. Um, I mean, I think I I think uh, you know they they need to they they need to figure i mean i think what you missed at the beginning the about price points is really important i mean i i i think maybe currently the thinking in hasbro is well costs are going up so our prices need to go up and they're pricing their toys out of the hands of the 
you know, the, the kids and parents who would be able to afford them. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they, I mean, if they lowered the prices and lowered their, their profit margin a little bit, maybe that would, you know, bring it back where they'd get increased sales and that, you know, that would even things out. Um, Again, you know, this is just me speculating. I, I have no idea what their profit margins are, so I don't know how much room they have to to change their prices. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we, like ten years ago, deluxes were fifteen dollars. Now they're you know close to thirty dollars, and they were also bigger. That, yeah, another fear is yeah, are they going to keep not making as, them smaller? Yeah, and not as hollow. They were not as hollow. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, so I think, I, I think price is a big issue in your price. Like this is the same thing with, um, with comics, comics, comic books are four and $5 a book that prices kids out of the market. Kids are not collecting comic books anymore because they're, they're too expensive for kids. Like a kid can spend, will spend that money on, you know, Roblox skins or whatever, you know? Yeah. Rather than uh, than buying comic books, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it really they need to figure out how to capture the kid market again, like in, keep the stop the kid market from shrinking and and get it growing again if yeah. they if they want to turn this around. I mean, my, my kid recently got uh like a hundred dollar Amazon gift card for something, and. He spent it on a game for the Switch instead of, uh, you know, any kind of toy, Pokemon or anything. And I guarantee he's going to get much more enjoyment out of that Switch game over mm-hmm. anything else because he's going to spend so much more time on it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. They have... The kids, they, I mean, I look at my daughter and she's 14 and she grew up with very little toy interaction. She didn't want it. She wanted to play on her tablet and her, when she got a computer, she wanted to play on her computer and now she wants to play on her cell phone. And it's, I don't know, did they lose the tactile, you know? interaction uh, do they my son is playing with toys right now because he's two and doesn't know any better you know but i, I assume is once he gets his hands on a tablet or something like that he's gonna you know he's gonna be done with toys yeah i mean but i mean like i said in the trips to the store this week you know oh not this one but my kid got um picked up my studio series perceptor and just he you know immediately transformed it and you know so skills are there you know the interest is there to play with it but you know if i wasn't a collector this wouldn't be in the house and and i only bought it because it was a two-pack for you know 16.99 for the two figures yeah mm-hmm. price <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah i mean Hasbro, call us up. We got some ideas. If, if, you, if you want to brainstorm. Or if you want to, we'll to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll do advertising. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I think that's uh, that's all for media news. So I guess we will finish up the show with convention news. All 
right. We have a couple TFCon announcements. Uh, this is for TFCon Los Angeles, which is March 8th through 10th, 2024. And the first one person uh, is Mel- Melody Britt. She was the voice of Alana in Transformers G1. Uh, more people will probably recognize her as the voice of She-Ra in uh, Masters of the Universe and She-Ra back in the 80s. So I, I feel like that's a very iconic voice. Um, I can't really remember Alana like that voice, but She-Ra just uh, is very iconic. They sounded the same. Okay, well, then that's good. It's a very iconic <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next announcement is probably more well-known voice, and that is Greg Berger, the voice of Grimlock, as well as Skyfire, Long Haul, and now back in G1. And um, he he's no stranger to TFCon. He's been to many of them. And um, it's great to see him coming back to TFCon. And um, I think that is all the announcements we have this week. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched something with Greg Berger in it today with my son. I watched the Garfield Christmas special I, and got Odie. Yeah, he's longtime voice actor for Odie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So awesome that that is all we have for convention news. All right, well that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrions. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. And that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. So thank you to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech 82. We really appreciate your support. And we appreciate everyone watching and listening to Transmissions Alt Mode this week. Uh, as I said, this is our last regular show before the holiday break. We'll be back in 2024, but, uh, of course, uh, stay tuned. We've got, uh, you know, some, uh, other stuff coming up in the middle, uh, as, uh, you know, we go to the break, but, uh, you know, look forward to, uh, an alt mode next week. We will have a review of Duke number one from skybound since that will be out next week. So, uh, look forward to our review there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we will continue to, uh, have some fun and, and continue to talk transformers in 2024. So see you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.